What's up, Braves Nation? This is the Ethos Braves Sports Podcast. I'm your red-handed crazy host, John McKay. And on the other side is the lovely, the wise, Jeremy Bell. Jeremy, how's it going? Hey, it's good. How's it going with you? It's going down here in Georgia. Um, <laughs> it ain't too hot yet, but I'm, I'm thinking it's going to get there. Uh, you know, it's going to be a lovely day here in the great state of Kentucky, but uh, heat wave, uh, excessive heat wave is coming. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Don't you feel bad the guys doing two days? You know, that's funny because we just finished up here in, in the – in this state, we just finished up uh, the dead, what they call the dead period. Right. Um, it always occurs in and around, you know, the week before, uh, you know, the 4th or a couple weeks before and then kind of concludes uh, right after the, the 4th of July. So um, and so they've been doing two days these last few weeks. And to be honest with you, it hasn't been bad. Now, the two weeks leading up before that, uh, you know, when they were during the dead period, it was extremely hot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we had no rain. We had nothing. So this week is not bad. Now, next week, and they're forecasting the next couple of weeks, it's going to be extremely hot. So they're not going to be doing anything outside. Uh, they're going to be, you know, like part, you know, per KHSAA rules and everything, they're going to be inside. So, yeah, I do feel kind of bad, you know, for them, um, you know, two days wise. What that forces them to do is, is uh, you know, work out early in the morning. Right. Uh, really early in the mornings. I know soccer does that. They'll do maybe early morning and then late afternoon. So, so yeah, two days. I, I, I don't, I don't envy any of those guys that's got to go do two days. <laughs> well, speaking of things that aren't too hot, the Braves aren't. The Braves are five hundred <laughs> four games, but there are there yeah. are, there are reinforcements coming up. Uh, Kirby Yates is supposed to start his uh, rehab assignment on Saturday. Good. That's that's good because we do need another bullpen arm, I think. Uh, that could help. Uh, I, I think what the struggle has been, John, the last few is – and, again, look, we, we lose um, – you know, we only lost a game to the Mets, mm-hmm. um, even though you may look back and you may say, oh, well, the Mets – you know, the Mets played really well uh, against us. Yes, they did. I agree. We lost two out of three and, and really – we looked kind of tired. We looked kind of dead. Um, and, and yes, we did. I think, you know, this all-star breaks really, really going to help uh, for us uh, next week, but um, we only lost the game and, and I can live with that. And we got five more to go with them. Uh, and that's okay. You know, the, the pitching staff did not have, uh, you know, this was the time they didn't have their great stuff and that's okay. Uh, right. I like to, give uh you know the Mets a little more confidence and that way we go up there and we we beat them in New York that's okay um so I, I'm I'm pleased I, I feel better knowing that we only lost the game rather than losing more than that uh right. because we it could have been worse to be honest with you and it looked like we were headed at one point where they were going to sweep us and then uh you know we finally got things going Matt Olson with a big homer uh that that really really helped but uh, it could have been worse, uh, and I'm going to look at it that way, but I do think we are tired headed into the break, and I think this break hopefully will help uh, with, uh, you know, getting back and getting rejuvenated, ready to go. You know, because we played a lot of games in a row, John, Yes. and the- that's what I, I don't understand about this schedule. We have played a lot of games in a row, which forces you 
to use your bullpen, which forces you to use a lot of guys. And, and you know, it's a, it's been a struggle. And that's why I'm glad we got this break coming up. So I know this might be a little off topic, but I got to bring this up. Do oh, you... we're always off topic, right? Yeah, we are. <laughs> it's just our family. Yeah. Um, somebody suggested – why is there 162 games in baseball? Why is there not like a hundred or somewhat like what would see? You- I'm, yeah, I agree. I think this year would have been a really good test to, to bump off those games a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, why are we going so deep into October uh, when there are other things going on and namely what you're competing with is football. Right. Um, you go so deep in October you know, middle of the summer, you're not competing with a whole lot as far as TV goes. Yeah. Um, you know, you you got golf and, of course, the British Open going on, on, but it's in the morning. So, really, you know, you're not competing with much of that. But golf and, and NASCAR, that's about it. The NBA championships go uh, too late for me as well. Uh, I think they ought to, ought to cut that back. But, but when football starts, football has been the king. And especially – you're not competing with the NFL. You're competing with college football as well. And, and, high- and high school football. And those are the things that really turn into king in the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, you look at the crowds. John, you look at a crowd at a Georgia game. You know, uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're out there. It doesn't matter who they're playing. They could be playing, you know, Timbuktu. And they're out there, uh, you know, supporting. So, I mean – that's the thing that you're competing with, and it's really, really tough. And I, I'm with you. I think let's cut down the games. Uh, you know, instead of 162, why aren't we playing like maybe 100? I, I still like the 100, 142 maybe. Let's cut 20 games off. Let's give a little bit more time, a few more days off in between there. Right. Uh, maybe maybe take the whole week off of, um, of the All-Star break uh, instead of, you know, you know, they used to get back to playing on Thursdays, and some teams do play on Thursday, but then they get back on Friday. So let's, you know, let's let's bump that back and maybe get the whole week off and stuff. So I don't know. I, I, I think Major League Baseball has gotten a little bit too big for itself, and, and, everybody, and everybody thinks, well, they got to have the big game checks and, you know, an extra check, whatever. Well, you're getting paid anyway, right, regardless right. of whether you played – uh, 162 or 142. So well, I don't know. I'm with you. The minor leagues, they uh, I know Rome. They have 140 games a year. So yeah, yeah. I see. I I just think we should get this thing stopped around. Um, you know, around that first week in October. Uh, you know, let's cut it off middle of September or something, and get the playoffs going, and then be done. Uh, and and whether you had to take more days off, you know, in the playoffs, whatever. Even if you wanted to extend it to Octo- to the end of October, that's fine. But let's, you know, I, I just think from a pitcher standpoint, um, and the players by the end of the year, you're just tired. And maybe, you know, like the NBA, you see those guys. Kawhi Leonard's been really good at it uh, of late. That have that load management. You know, yeah. they're not playing. What do they play? Eighty-one games in the NBA, eighty-two something like that. <laughs> eighty-two. You know, yeah, he's only playing about sixty-something games. Uh, you know, so that way he's ready for the playoffs. Because if you look, man, you know their playoff season goes really deep too, and they're playing a lot of games. Right. Um, so you know this load management 
And I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, in years past, Major League Baseball teams, when they get going and they get this big old long stretch where they might go to a five-man rotation, but they might go to a four. The only reason they would go to a five-man rotation was if they didn't have that day off in between. Mm -hmm. If they had that day off somewhere on that travel day, they wouldn't use the five-man rotation. they just go with the four-man rotation. So, Snit's been really good this year as far as keeping that five-man rotation, and I think that's going to help in the end, and you're seeing other teams do that as well. Uh, and that's, you know, they're, they're getting an extra man or two in the bullpen, uh, which I think is a good idea. You know, I think that roster should be somewhere not 25, maybe 27, 28, to where they can carry a couple of extra pitchers right. in the bullpen. I wouldn't even be opposed to being 30, to be honest with you, just so that you get, uh, you know, those extra guys in there uh, to be able to play. So it does, it's taxing. And especially like this year, when you're playing, you know, I think the Braves, this is the second stretch they've gone on where they've played 20-something games in a row. Right. Uh, And that's tough. And if you're going to go on a stretch like that, you should have extra players. Uh, Because if you don't get the day off, you know, they, Jonathan, one week they went where they had Monday off and had Thursday off. Well, what's the reasoning behind that? Why do you do that? When they're playing twenty-something games in a row, why isn't why didn't you add that day somewhere else to where they could get a day off? So right. anyway, it's kind of like NASCAR. I've always questioned NASCAR scheduling um, because I've always thought, you know, why can't you move some of these tracks around? Why can't you have different tracks in the playoffs? You know, they were so bent on going to the same tracks and having the same schedule year in and year out. Right. Um, you knew they were going to be at Daytona is the opening race. That's always the opening race. I got it. I get it. Let's do it that. Keep it that way. But you knew they were going to be there in July. It's going to be the July fourth. You knew they were they were going to end. You know they used to end in Miami, and now they end in Phoenix. So why can't we change? Why are we so stuck on the same thing? Uh, so you know we got to change it up a little bit. And NASCAR's finally gone to that where they have changed it up. And it's, uh, it, it really messes me up because I used to be so used to – I knew where they were going each week. But, but baseball has got to be the same way. we got to change this up a little bit. You know, we're losing so many people right now not wanting to play the game or, um, you know, they're, they're trying to find ways to speed it up uh, and, and other things to bring people back. Well, why don't we change the schedule and cut some of the games out? Right. That might also bring people back, and you might not lose them come – you know, August, September, October. Um, do we need to start a NASCAR podcast on the side? Oh, you, John, I'd love that. I used to, um, I had a friend of mine that had a radio show and I was always the Friday guest because we talk about NASCAR and I could spend hours on that. Let me tell you, I've got, uh, because that's, that's my other favorite thing. <laughs> thoughts, but I, I think, I think we should, uh, put those <laughs> on, the, on the next, the other show. Oh man, I could go on and on. Been a big fan for for many many years, and and um, you know I I love and, and people oh well they just go round and round and round. Yes they do, uh, but I love it when they go round and round. I've been to many races, and um, you know I I don't get to I haven't been to any in a while, but um, I can sit at home and watch it. Uh, yeah. That's the other thing too. When you know when you go to a major league baseball game, you're going to spend a small fortune. Right. Uh, just to go. And I think that's the other thing that chases people away is, you know, if you go to a, a game, uh, you're going to spend if for a family of four, you know, not only you're spending 
probably a hundred bucks, let's say a hundred bucks a ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go and you got to spend for food. Right. Uh, you're probably going to spend, uh, you know, every bit of a hundred to hundred fifty dollars food and, and other things. And then that's not even including souvenirs. So, uh, you know, they've almost like NASCAR's kind of priced himself out of the whole market in general because it's cost so much to go. So anyway, that's another podcast we could do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, that's why I like minor league baseball. They're cheaper, but I'll get off that topic. <laughs> yes. Yes. So Tuesday night, this past Tuesday, the Braves and the Mets locked horns, and the Braves come out victorious, four to one. Spencer Strider pitched really well. Um, I was worried because it was one nothing Mets going into the bottom of the seventh, I believe, and then uh, yeah, yeah, of all, yeah, it, it it went a it went a long time before we actually it's bottom of six. So, um, yeah, it went a long time before we actually got any runs on the board, and Matt Olson. Boy, that guy's been hot. Three uh, straight games goodness, of the whole. Yeah, goodness gracious, he's been hot, uh, which is good. You know, we've got to – we needed somebody in there. We've been struggling. You know, if you'd have said – and I believe this is what I heard, and I think I is I think I heard this uh, radio-wise because I was in and out listening on Wednesday. Um, if you'd have told me that Dansby Swanson, who had been hot before, and Michael Harris didn't have any hits in the Mets series – I would have probably li- – I'd probably laughed at you. Wow. Uh, but I'm pretty sure they went hitless the whole series. Um, and so there's a little bit of the problem that you see with this series right there is you had guys that had been hot uh, who had been integral parts of the the lineup because you got Dansby who's hitting behind Acuna. And if Acuna gets on base, and I think like he did, was it, was it uh, Thursday night – he got on base uh, inning, the first inning. He stole second and then stole third, I believe. Uh, and he then we did get – He stole Dan, second Dan, and then a yeah. throwing error got him to third. And then Dan yeah. Was right. You know, then Dancy hit the homer, which was great to see. Um, and, you look, dancy has been hot. You'd expect him to go through – and same thing with Harris. You'd expect him to go through a little bit of the summer – the, the hot summer blues maybe a little bit uh, where uh, they do struggle, and that's okay. But I think that was a little bit of the telltale signs in this series where those two guys did go hitless because you've had Michael Harris at the bottom of the order being able to either hit guys in or being able to to get on base for Acuna and Dansby, and that, you know, you're getting runs that away. So, you know, you had your two guys that I think very important in there huh. that didn't get any hits. Um, well, I, we'll get to it later, but I think they have, uh, redeemed themselves for not getting hits in this. Uh, I think so. Yes. That, that's, uh, that's later in the podcast, right? Yes. We'll get to that. <laughs> yes. Foreshadowing. That's the key yes. to the podcast, right? That's right. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> um, who, who stood out to you in this game? I know Strider only went five innings, but I think he pitched really well. You had Adam Duvall and, uh, Matt Holson with two, back, uh, two, yeah. two front shots. Um, yeah. Who do you who who would be your standout player? Um, uh, my mine would be um, so I, I could go very easily. I could go with somebody like Matt Olson and and Adam Duvall who had home runs. But um, I, I think you got to look at the bullpen. Uh, Tyler Matic went an inning and a third. Uh, didn't give up any runs. 
uh, struck out two. Colin McHugh came in, pitched two innings, uh, did walk one, but struck out two. And then A.J. Minter finished things off with uh, an inning where he did strike out one. So I, I, I'm going to look at those guys as being the guys that stood out because they did pitch really well uh, at the end. And, uh, you know, Spencer not going as long as what you would have liked him to. Um, and against this Mets team, look, they like to put the ball in play. And, and as, as they said uh, on uh, Thursday night, I think it was um, – I was watching it actually. You know, they were talking about Kyle Wright and how he was pitching to contact, which means basically he's just throwing up there, throwing strikes and saying hit it. Mm-hmm. Um, he may not be throwing 900 miles an hour. And that's kind of what Strider does at times, even though he throws it 100 miles an hour and it's going right down the middle. A team that can put the ball in play uh, like the Mets, even though the Mets did strike out, which was very unusual at times because, you know, they they could stand in there. And, you know, Brandon Nimmo, boy, what a leadoff guy they've got. You know, I think it was 10, 11 pitches uh, the, in, in the opening inning uh, and of one of the games. Um, and so, you know, those guys are tough. It's kind of like Juan Soto, uh, who seems to be another guy that we'll talk about in a little bit. But, um, you know, Brandon Nimmo seemed to be the guy that got on base and, and um, you know, could, could move around with either a steal or, or whatever else. And, um, you know, it's tough. But the bullpen came in and finished it off. So uh, that, that, was a, that was a good thing. So I, go, I guess we can go with the bullpen as the standout. Yes. Awesome. Yes, because, I, see, I, I think you could, you know, we're, we're going to have that later. Later we're going to talk about that other, that Matt Olson guy. Uh, you know, has been hot. So uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll leave that game, the, one of the games for him. <laughs> so Wednesday afternoon was a 12-20 start in the heat of the day in Atlanta. Yes. Um, the Braves end up losing 7-3 to to the Mets. It was 7-1 to at one point, but the Braves tried yeah. to end up winning, losing 7-3. to um, I wasn't able to watch this game. What did you think? Well, I I was in and out, uh, mostly listening. Uh, I did get a chance to watch it. Unfortunately, I saw the three-run homer that put them up uh, four to nothing uh, against Charlie Morton. And again, I I just didn't think Charlie had his best stuff. Uh, you know, I I I'm not sure any of the pitchers had their best stuff. To be honest with you, uh, Max didn't look like Max. Uh, you know, Spencer was okay. Um, and then Charlie Morton just uh, just didn't have it. He did end up pitching five innings, you know, five earned runs uh, and six strikeouts. He walked three guys, and and I'm pretty sure those walks are kind of what came. And as, as they say, anytime, usually a walk will come back to haunt you. Yep. And I believe some of them did uh, in that game. And and again, it, it was just a struggle. You know, again, the heat of the day, uh, but it it looked like we were. We were tired again, even though we did get three runs finally on the board. We just didn't have – I, I don't know. We talked about it. Uh, was it um, Tuesday night, I believe? We were texting, and I was adding – I was I was acting my pessimistic pessimistic self, yeah. thinking that we weren't we weren't going to get a, a win any in this series. And and then and then Matt Olson promptly turns around and hits a homer, which was great. And then Adam yep. Duvall, you know, hits one too. But we just didn't look like we had any energy. Uh, we just looked dead, um, you know, and that was the series. And maybe we're leading them on, uh, you know, maybe we're playing where we put on the poker face and, and, you know, you go into a, a maybe we're being the pool sharks, uh, 
you know, we go into a game where we lose a couple of games where the te- we're terrible, and then we're going to get them for five games at the end of the month, by the way, which is uh, I believe we're going to get them the five games after the trade deadline, which should be very interesting trade deadline-wise. Um, so uh, maybe we're just leading them on, and then we're going to get them, you know, in those five games. So, But, again, we just look like no energy, and that's the way Morton looked too as well. He just wasn't as crisp. Uh, it just wasn't clean, and and uh, but but still, uh, you know, we only lost one game to the Mets. We're two and a half out now, uh, and and hopefully we can grab another game or two here. The the Mets unfortunately have the Cubs, and they should probably win those games. We have the Nationals. So anyway, that's um, you know we we we've got some games coming up that we should win. Uh, let's hope we do, but. Um, Anyway, just didn't look like our same self. Let's put it that way. I think you just came up with the podcast uh, title, Poker Faces or uh, Pool Sharks. <laughs> pool Sharks. <laughs> there we go. I love it. Yes, I love it. Yeah, it's, I mean, look, that's maybe we're playing it that way. You know, teams come back differently from the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. Uh, case in point, what did we do last year? Yep. Um, you know, yep. they, they, were, they were just kind of, um, you know, stuck in the mud uh, make a few trades at the trade deadline, and all of a sudden uh, it turns out to be, uh, you know, gold, and we get a World Series championship. You know, yep. what is Alex Anthopoulos going to do at the trade deadline? I'm not sure he needs to do anything at the trade I, deadline. That's exactly. Because he's going to get Aussie. Well, you know, I, I would say with this Cano deal, um, it, it might make me a little concerned. As Is Aussie going to come back? Uh, as quickly as they thought he would, uh, and maybe that's why. Although I, right now, I still prefer Arcia at second base. Um, I, you know, Cano's had a great career, um, but I still would like to see Orlando Arcia there. Uh, I know they want a left-handed bat, and that's fine. They've got a veteran, but I'd rather see Arcia there. Uh, defensively, I think he's. He's uh, he's much better, but I don't think you need to do anything at the trade line. Now, what what's going to be interesting is the fact that uh, I, I saw some article uh, earlier this week, and and it was saying what are the Mets going to do, and it could all depend on the Braves. Right. And it's all whether or not the Braves are going to are the if, are the Braves going to be in first place uh, before the trade de- before the trade deadline, or, or how close are they going to be? So what's that going to force? Uh, you know, the Mets to do? Are they going to go out? I don't know that there's exactly that strong pitching candidate out there. You know, pitching in New York is so much different than pitching anywhere else. There's so much pressure on you. The media is so much higher uh, there. You know, they they tend to to key in on you if you, you know, you're not that great. Um, So, you know, it's just different. And maybe that's why their pitching hasn't been so good you know, they've had all these youngsters and they bring them up to New York. That's why the Yankees, that's another tough sell, uh, you know, trying to, trying to play, uh, you know, and the Yankees were, were there, um, where their expectations are so much higher than the Mets. Uh, but, but it's still New York. And so it's very difficult. And, and I think the Mets are going to make some deals. Uh, I think, you know, they're going to probably try to look, and depending on how DeGrom is, going to try to look at a starting pitcher but who's out there for a starting pitcher there's not a whole lot right now right. to be honest with you you know even the nationals have somebody like patrick corbin who's going to be pitching uh friday night even that's a guy that you could look at because he does have some skills 
um, and maybe going to a different team. You know, he was good for them uh, their World Series year. Uh, he pitched really well. Uh, so even that guy is the guy that look, but you look at his record, he's four and 11 with a 5.70 ERA, right. uh, you know, that's not a guy that's going to light up the, 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 the headlines, uh, Mets trade for Patrick Corbin. Ooh, you know, now if the Mets traded, uh, for, uh, you know, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., you know, that, that might, you know, bring some headlines or Fernando Tatis, whatever the trading for Patrick Corbin is not going to bring, you know, the headlines. Right. So anyway, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what they do because I just don't know that there's that much out there for them to go after. Um, who knows? Who knows, though, right? Right, right. Um, so the Braves lose 7-3 on Wednesday afternoon. Um, that's It's kind of hard to pick a player of the game for this, but I'm going to I'm gonna go with Matt Olson because he continued his home run streak. Uh, what do you yeah. think? Uh, I'm going to go um, – yeah, you could go with Olsen. Uh, Eddie Rosario was three for four, which is good to see. Okay. Uh, so, so there's another guy that you could look at as well. Uh, but that's about it, John. You know, we only had let me count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We only had eight hit, and and Rosario had three of them, Oof. and and Austin Riley had two of them. Uh, so one at least. Yeah. So there's your other struggle, and 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 looking back, both Dansby and Michael Harris hitless. Right. Hitless, and um, now Harris is on game was was on base this game uh he had a um he had a walk but that was it uh so so again maybe the fundamental difference in what went on with this team was the fact that those two guys that you could look at um because we talked before you know that middle of the order sometimes struggle but it's usually been you know Dansby and Harris uh you know doing the jobs getting on base at times or getting the hits and they just didn't do it in this series so Anyway, uh, again, I'm going to go with that. We're playing it like pool sharks, and we're just, hey, you know what? You guys go ahead and win this game. We're going to beat you in five in the next series, you know. So, anyway. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, moving on to Thursday evening, the, the Nationals, the Braves traveled to uh, Washington to play the Nationals, and, well, I got better news. They win five to four. They did. A, a good game from Kyle Wright. You know, I, I was – I, I was in a meeting and I was watching it on the app and and um, I I got a I got a, a push across that Dansby hit a two run homer which I was like oh yeah that's great so you know I was I was excited Kyle Wright a great game I got home in time to watch uh, you know several several innings but Kyle Wright another great game you know he came out he finished the sixth at about I think he was at ninety one or ninety two pitches mm-hmm. um, and so he comes out and pitches the seventh and just breezes through the seventh, maybe throwing about 10 pitches. I think he, had, he got over the 100 mark. Uh, and you're hoping, okay, come on out and pitch the seventh because we need to give the bullpen a little bit of a break. Um, and so Mentor came out uh, and pitched the eighth and, and um, gave up a run on a home run. And then Jansen came in and struggled. I thought we were in trouble, to be honest with you. Uh, and he came out and finally finished up after I think he pitched for 30 minutes. Um, uh, so, I, and again, that's one of those where I wanted to time it. I told my wife we were uh, kind of getting up and, and um, everybody was headed for bed. And, and I told her, I said, well, I said, Jansen's coming in. I said, it'll be 30 minutes before this inning's over. Uh, so, um, anyway, he, you know, just coming back, he finally is back after uh, the irregular heartbeat. So, but he finished it up. Josh Bell struck out uh, and we win the game five to four, which was good. Uh, but it was good to see. 
uh, a lot of folks getting back into the hit parade, uh, including, uh, you know, Dancy with a two-runner. But, but Michael Harris, uh, that guy again, he comes up with a, a runner on base, um, you know, in, in one of those innings. Hold on, I'm going to say inning. It was the fifth. You know, he comes up in the fifth with a runner on base. It's two to two. I think it's three, two in the count. And he hits a home run. Uh, so well making up for what, you know, he didn't do. And look, my, we're going to expect uh, a lot out of Harris, but there's also, you got to temper a little bit of those expectations to know that he's just a rookie. Right. He's really young and, and he's going to go through those series where he might not have a hit. Right. But he does, he does so many other things as far as his defense goes and out roaming center field that far outweighs the fact if he doesn't get a hit or not. Yep. Uh, you know, he's still out there uh, chasing down balls uh, and, and everything. And the throw that he made uh, to get the guy out at home, which turned out to be what potentially was the game winner. Right. I right. mean, you always talk about a, a walk-off, you know, being a hit or a home run or a walk or something. Well, he, he threw the guy out at home, which turned out to be the one that would have tied the game, not at the time, but right. it turned out to be the one that would have tied the game. And we'd have been going into extra innings uh, in the in you know Jansen would have been finishing up the ninth and it'd have been tied five to five. But what a throw! Took the one hop, threw him out at home, and made a perfect shot to to uh, you know Darno and Darno with the quick tag and gets him out. I think the runner was more shocked if you saw the look on his face because uh, because we had I we went out and and uh, got some ice cream, so I was watching it again on the app because my wife's car is is uh, in the shop so I don't have the radio that I can listen and uh, so we're having to drive my my Jeep which is just a plain old basic Jeep that has a CD player in it by the way uh, so yeah I know I've got a lot of CDs I, you know people don't take you know I leave my car open anyway people don't want my CDs I don't know why you know <laughs> um, uh, so anyway we got home just in time to see that throw by Harris mm-hmm. uh, and I rewound it a couple of times and and uh but, but, yeah, I mean, that turned out to be what was potentially the game winner. So, those are the kind of things he does. So, if he goes hitless in the series against the Mets, we can certainly overlook that. Well, I felt bad because I was, I was listening to the game, uh, just chilling out, and I dozed off. And I missed, <laughs> I missed the home run by Harris, and I missed the throw by Harris. And I was like, I yeah. looked at my wife, and I texted you, and I was like, man, I'm upset. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was fantastic. Um, I mean, those are just the things that, again, he does. Now, you know, in, in that kind of instance, um, where he was, how he caught it, where he was, all that kind of stuff, you would not have expected him to throw it home. Right. Um, and he just winds. I mean, he, he catches the line drive, you know, left center field, uh, and, and just fires it home. Uh, and and the look on the runner's face coming in sliding is like, oh my gosh, what, where did that come from? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just like, huh? And they didn't they didn't challenge. I mean, he was out. I mean, darn. I mean, it was by the just a, a, a hair of a second. You know, half second, second. Right. You know, a second longer, and he's safe. Half second longer, and he's safe because he slides right by Darno. I mean, that's just kind of the way it was. So. I mean, that's just what that, that kid's been doing, and that's just like what Ronald did when he came up. Um, you know, he's been – he was the one that could throw guys out like that and, and doing things like that. But but Harris is 
you know, definitely uh, the got the center fielder of the future, and 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 then and then again, that's why you can get rid of a guy like Drew Waters, um, and you can, uh, you know, bring a guy like Harris up, and Harris having a great season, so you can, you know, Waters becomes expendable, uh, but but I mean, wow! And then he hits he hits a home run and throws the guy out. You know, I mean, those are two big plays in the game that essentially are the game winners. He, I've. I've been impressed with him since he was at Rome, so I'm really I, – I, I'm not surprised. But I bet that runner was – and maybe people will learn not to run on Michael Harris. Well, I mean, that's kind of the way it was. Isn't that the way it is with Acuna too? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, don't tempt him because he's going to throw you out. Right. Don't try because he's going to throw you out. And Harris really hasn't been tested as far as his arm goes. Um, so that was kind of a first – look, we know how fast he is. He had one last night where he almost beat out. And this is what Ronald has not been doing this year because of that knee injury. And it's, to me, it seems like um, Ronald is definitely favoring that knee uh, mm-hmm. and, and still kind of feeling it out. Look, we're a year out from, from him hurting his knee. Um, you know, I remember that night. It was a Saturday night that he hurt his knee. And, and I was just heartbroken. Uh, and, and I remember – uh, my wife telling my, my daughter is like, dad is, you know, is heartbroken. Acuna just got hurt. Um, and then, you know, watching sports center later and they say he, he hurt his knee. You can definitely tell he is, he is, uh, you know, he just doesn't get to things as quick. And mm-hmm. so it's going to take him a little while. It's going to take him probably until next year to really get back to, to the full strength. But Harris had a little, little infield shot last night and it really looked like that he was going to beat it out. I mean, he took off running down the line it was just like wow there he goes and and he you know just a half step maybe gets mm-hmm. him um so yeah, that's the kind of things anything deep into the into the infield or anything shallow uh short uh where somebody's got to run in to make the play or somebody's got to go deep into a position to make a play you're not gonna get him out um and so those are the things that he just brings uh to this team that uh you know i, I think he brings the energy a little bit um, is he going to always be a ninth place hitter? No, he's not. Uh, but for this year, we don't need him to be anything else but the ninth place hitter. Right. Uh, because we got other guys out there. And if that's what makes him comfortable for the rest of his career, then leave him in the nine hole. Because if you got a nine hole hitter hitting around 300 that can hit home runs, that can, you know, drive in runs, be that, uh, you know, next leadoff guy, then leave him there. Right. So, moving on to Friday night, which is tonight, if you're listening early. Um, the Braves will play the Nationals in Washington again. They've got three games left before the All-Star break. They are starting off with Ian Anderson going tonight against Patrick Corbin. Uh, yes. Now, this was the same matchup a couple weeks ago, and Anderson got the better of him. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. Um, you know, what I, – I hope, again – that Ian Anderson watched Kyle Wright pitch, uh, pitch uh, Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Wright with another win, by the way. Uh, so, uh, I believe Gonsolin for the Dodgers is 11-0. and Who in the world would have thought that? Yeah. Uh, Tony Gonsolin's 11-0. and Well, Kyle Wright picked up another win. I believe that's 11 for Kyle Wright. You're correct. Uh, so, so, that's a, a good thing. Um, so, Ian Anderson, what I would want to see out of Ian Anderson tonight is – uh, I want to see that guy pitch the contact. Uh, right. You have got 
what they said, and this is what they were talking about last night whenever they were saying pitch to contact, let them, you know, just throw it up there and let your gold glove winning infield um, (laughs) take care of it for you. Right. Uh, Because essentially you've got, even though they don't get credit for it, um, you've essentially got gold glovers at every position. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And one of the things that they talked about when they said pitching to contact was Dantry made a a uh, play he went sliding over to his right slid popped up threw him out and beat the guy by two three steps okay and so that's what they were saying and and then you know rosario had a sliding catch last night um matt olson made a heck of a play over at first to to catch a ball that was headed in foul territory and and he um you know kind of uh had to had to sidestep backstep whatever he did made the catch you know so um, and if you ask Matt Olson, he probably did not have a great Met series. It looks like the ball just wasn't bouncing his way at times. Uh, right. Uh, and, that, and that happens. Uh, but you got your gold glove um, winning and, and almost – okay, so let's put it – okay, so, you know, first base, even with Arcia in there, if Ozzy's in there, that, that's it. Dansby at short, and then you got Riley at, at third. But look at the outfield. Yep. Uh, you know, if Eddie's playing in left, even with Duvall in there, and then you got Harrison Acuna. I mean, those guys are all could be gold glovers. They could. And so why not you, you know, you pitch the contact. That's what I want to see Ian Anderson do tonight. I, I don't want to see so many deep counts. I wish I would keep up with how many counts. I'm meaning deep counts, meaning 2-2, two, 3-2, two, two, things like that. Right. Um, if you're pitching to contact, meaning you're 0-1, if you got a guy who lets the first pitch go for a strike, you're 0-1, and the next next pitch you throw, he's hitting it, and you're either getting out or he's getting a hit. And then the next guy comes up, he gets a double play, and all of a sudden you've thrown three pitches to two guys, and you got two out. That's what I want to see for me and Anderson. Uh, we got to cut down on the walks. Uh, you're going to have to deal with Juan Soto. He's very, um, you know, he's very hot right now, which you wondered he was never going to hit 220 in a season. Right. Um, He's better than that, and he's shown that he's gotten better and better and better. You're going to have to deal with that guy. We can't be scared of that guy. If the guy hits a home run, okay. Uh, You've got to minimize the damage by not having any on base when he hits the home run. Um, So you can't walk anybody. So that's your responsibility to take. So those are just some of the things I want to see out of Ian Anderson tonight. I want to see more consistency out Mm -hmm. of Ian Anderson because he has been very inconsistent. Um, this is a team that strikes out a lot, meaning the Nationals, right. uh, and you can get them. So uh, cut down on the walks, uh, you know, get me to the seventh inning, but give me to the se- – even though you don't strike anybody, I think – was it Kyle Wright got his first strikeout last night, maybe in the sixth inning? Something so, like I, mean, I can't remember. Yeah, you don't have to have strikeouts in a game to be a good pitcher. Right. You know, just go out there and get me to the seventh inning – so that way we only have to use a couple of guys and don't get me to the fourth and all of a sudden you've thrown 80 pitches already in the fourth inning and you can only go to the fifth. That's what I don't want to see. I want to see a little more consistency. Speaking of that, you just made me think of something I saw earlier. Um, Blake Snell pitched 99 pitches yesterday and got four outs. Yikes. Did you see that? I did not. Wow. Uh, what was it? Earlier. Yeah. What was it you were telling me one of the Braves uh, minor league pitchers had, um, what was it, five innings? He's only thrown 28 pitches, something yeah. like that. Was that uh, right? 
down at the SCL level, I um, I can't remember who it was, but he pitched 28 pitches yeah. and threw five innings. Yes, that's what I want to see. <laughs> and especially this day and age, if we're keeping up with pitch count, that's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. You know, but but if you get a guy like Brandon Nimmo who steps up there and you throw 10 pitches to him in the first inning trying to get him out, well, then all of a sudden, uh-oh, now you're, you know, now you just wasted 10 pitches on one guy. Look, that may happen. That's fine. Minimize the damage and get the other two guys out quickly. You know, you can throw 10 pitches to Brandon Nimmo and get an out and all of right. a sudden throw five pitches to the next two and get two outs. And right. you're done and you've thrown 15 pitches. Okay, that's fine. Um, but I've, I've got to see more out of Ian Anderson tonight because Ian Anderson can be a strikeout pitcher. That's right. fine. Don't get me 3-2 because what happens if, if you were to go 3-2 to five batters, you've thrown what? How many pitches? 25 uh, pitches to 25. five batters. Yeah. He's thrown 25 pitches to five batters. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's not what you want to see because what happens if they foul pitches off? Now, all of a sudden, you're 3-2, and you've just thrown 6-7-8, and eight maybe, possibly. Yeah. So, yeah. I've got to see this pitch to contact like Kyle Wright was and, and throw. But Ian Anderson followed up. The last, the last game he pitched was, was fine. Uh, he was okay. Uh, Kyle Wright had pitched the game before and pitched fantastic again. So, um, just give me more consistency. More consistency. Um, I forgot to do the player of the game for the last game or the national game last uh, Thursday night. Um, oh come on, who's who's it going to be? I'd say Michael I'm going to. Uh, you got Michael Harris. I'm going to go Matt Olson. Okay, right. just you know, I agree. Michael Harris did probably make some great plays, but I I, I neglected Matt Olson the previous couple of games, even though that guy's been hot. Matt Olson has been three homers in three games, so. Um, you know, welcome to Atlanta. Uh, let's keep going. Let's see how many games you can get a home run in. Right? <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. Saturday night, Max Fried is going, correct? Yeah, it's a uh, afternoon game again. Uh, three o'clock game, I think. Uh, at least my time, maybe. Uh, Max Fried and, and Espino for the uh, Nationals, who's 0-2 with 3.42 ERA. Max is 9-3, 2.56. And then on Sunday, the Nationals have not announced their starter, but it's going to be Spencer Strider for the Braves to finish this up for the All-Star break. Well, the ball's going to be on fire, so I don't know if the Nationals pitcher wants to catch it or pitch it. Yeah, well, that's that's a true. The ball will definitely be on fire with Mr. Strider going out there. So, And that's probably a guy who could use a little bit of a break for the All-Star, yeah. you know, the, the time we have off, uh, give him a little bit of a break. But, uh, yeah, definitely going to look forward to this all-star break coming up just to get a little bit of a break. But, but hey, I can I can look back and blame that on Major League Baseball and their scheduling like we talked about earlier with these multiple games of 20 in a row or 21 in a row or 24 in a row or however many we've had. Right. Uh, I can look back and say that's, that's been the problem. You know, it, it's not as bad if it's in the beginning of the year you don't have that many games in a row. But at the end of the year, I think that's really going to affect some teams. And I think come September, when they have the, the call-up, if you're allowed to call guys up again, uh, I think you're going to see the Braves at least being able to call guys up and, and, and try to slow down the, the tiredness of some of their bullpen, for sure. Um, so, speaking of the All-Star game, do you have any plans for the All-Star break? you going to watch the All-Star game, watch the home run? Um, you know what? I – I'm not even sure. I, I'm still a little salty on the fact that the All-Star game was moved out of Atlanta yeah. last year. So 
so I'm not sure. I didn't even watch it last year, so I'm not sure if I plan on watching it or not. Um, I don't have anything planned for next week. Uh, I do like the home run derby. Uh, I think that's a fun thing. I just want Ronald to get put out in the first round. No offense. <laughs> I just don't want to mess up the swing. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, even though the swing's not been there, maybe he'll fix it, whatever. Um, and I think the home run derby is going to be very entertaining this year. Albert Pujols is going to be in it, yep. which will, will be good. But, you know, the other thing, you look at it, Pete Alonso's in it for the Mets. Okay. Right. Uh, so uh, I'm okay with if, if Acuna's going to be in it, then we got to have a Met player in it, and uh, Alonzo's the guy that's in it. So maybe they'll both mess up their swings. Who knows? I don't know. But, um, you know, that's, that's probably the only thing that I'll watch uh, because I – I still, uh, I still just am a little angry they took it out of Atlanta. Uh, I still think it should have been in Atlanta. But you want to anyway, throw a pick out there to who wins the who wins the Derby. Um, oh gosh, um, I don't, I don't even, I can't. Even, that's so hard to tell, you know. Um, I'm gonna go. Pete Alonso wins the Derby. You read my mind. Yeah, I, I think um, just how you know. Pete's pretty good. You know, Pete's pretty good. <laughs> so, I'm going to go Pete Alonzo wins the Derby. That's what I think. Now, I'm bragging a little bit. Do you know where he went to college? Uh, no, tell me. It's in the SEC. Um, he went to, no, tell me. Florida. Florida. Well, there you go. Um, so just proven. He, he didn't have to change colors very much. No, he didn't have to. Uh, just proven that the SEC has some very good baseball players, by the yeah, way. They do. I don't <laughs> think they get enough credit. <laughs> uh, Vandy's over there talking their stuff. Yes, they are. Pitching their stuff is what they're doing. <laughs> um, That's about all I got. You got anything else? No, I don't. Enjoy the All-Star break. Uh, I know it's going to be a good time to take a, take a break, but uh, – you know, we got some business to take care of here with the Nationals, and, and uh, let's go out and get a few more wins. Awesome. Well, thank you, thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. You can follow the show on Twitter at Ethos Braves. You can follow me at the Blind Donkey Runner on Twitter. Um, sooner or later, I'll change that to more professional, but I like it. Oh, what's wrong with that? I like it. It's great. Um, and the wise Jeremy Bell is on Facebook. Yeah, and I probably will never change that, by the way. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you can get, you can follow, subscribe, like the show on all platforms of media, podcast, Apple, Spotify, um, yep. Stitcher. I'm not sure whatever out there, but that's all about right. all that stuff. That's um, right. And until next time, go Braves. Go Braves.